You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look into uh, twice weekly this week. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> For all of the weeks that we skip. <laughs> We're making it up today. It yeah. is now even. Yeah. Uh, nerdy soccer culture fan outrage and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We're your hosts for mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and in the stats booth at Lumen Field. He's Mr. Dr. Spokane Brandon. Yeah, that's... Um... That's me. That's a good name. That's, that's good. a good name. That's Mr. Doctor. Man, that's the most respect I've ever gotten from anybody. Unearned. <laughs> Unearned. Absolutely unearned. Hey, I'm a white male. I earned it. <laughs> <laughs> Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. Primarily, we want to, you know, just um, know who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. Yeah, and at this point, just pick a Roldan. <laughs> like, just pick one. My wife this morning, she was like, oh, it was the other Roldan that was in goal? Oh, I didn't understand that. And I was like... Oh, uh, there was a picture this week. Uh, they made some reference to a song that I didn't understand. And uh, it was all the players walking to the practice pitch. And there was Alex on one side, Jean Paulo in the middle, and Christian on the other side. And the three of them, all they all look related. They're the same height. They're like different face structures kind of all meld together. Like if you take both Roldan brothers and combine them, you get a Joao Paulo. <laughs> if you literally combine their ages, they would look like, like if you added a <laughs> Alex Roldan to a Christian Roldan. <laughs> there you go. Joao Paulo is not that old, I don't think. I mean, he's no. older than them for sure, but he just looks like, he looks like he's been through some stuff, you know, like he just like, he just looks tired of everybody else's crap all the time. Yeah, it looks like he's got 50 kids and a neighbor with chickens. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, like, really. Give me a break, man. Yeah. Like, that. he's just at every given, like, he's just always looking at people and going, come on. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> and, a, and however you say that in Spanish. Or Portuguese. He's Portuguese. Speaking. Especially yeah. the ref. It's like, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. This week, the I've Got No Legs, or My Leg! <laughs> Seattle Sounders FC take on old Lex Luthers, LAFC, like that. I mean, it's uh, a severe case of horse glaucoma in uh, San Jose last night. <laughs> Full90podcast.com, a tough match to swallow. Sounders stay unbeaten, positive, on the road against last year's whipping post San Jose, bringing home three points, but at the cost of two big losses, neither of which involve horse drugs or fuzzy vision. Are we sure? Are we no, sure? No. We're not, actually. <laughs> the squad will have to answer big questions as Seattle navigates a congested early portion of the season, hopefully with a little time off in the future, something I could have looked up, but I chose not to. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think that this is probably one of the busier times, and, and like we, we're not real we're not real no. media, so we don't know exactly how many games are coming up. The word is journalists. 
yeah we are we are technically media definitely not journalists yeah yeah i'm i'm real media but just not yet yeah. I, I always like say it's like i always want to call my news segment on my radio show fake news but you can't because the f- guy ruined it sorry i'm trying not to swear but yeah 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 because when the, it's fake news it's funny then you're just like oh i don't have to take this dude seriously it's just a thing so yeah it's uh it's a it's a weird let's hope that the horse drugs it, that the sounders medical staff have are strong enough because both jordy i mean first of all crazy rotated lineup that the sounders walk i i looked at the lineup i wasn't able to watch the first half most of the first half i was able to tune in for portions of it right yeah and uh my brother sent me a text. It's just a screenshot of the lineup that the Sounders ran out. And I was like, oh, my God, what is going Who? on here? <laughs> yeah, Ethan Dobbler getting his start. Uh, Danny Leva getting a start in the middle. Nico Ladero out, still injured. Freddie Montero on the bench. Um, if you know, you're San Jose Earthquakes, are you like, ah, oh, come on? <laughs> <laughs> like, like wh- wh- it's just like a, a ultimate sign of disrespect for the Sounders to try out like two teenagers and uh, a Some Yamar guy in the parking and Ariaga in the back. <laughs> Hey, come on, guy. You pass a COVID test? Get on in here. You vaccinated, bro? (laughs) Yan? Yan? These are my friends, Yan and Jose. Like, they're they're coming too? (laughs) Great. You're starting. Um, And, hey, I mean, it ended up working out for the Sounders after, uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, when you got two teenagers, like, that's like, (laughs) and you're still up one nothing off of the insane swinging RoboCop leg of Christian rolled on. Well, and there were way, there were a ton of other opportunities as well. Like, the, the few times that I was able to tune in, I was like. The ball is just bouncing around in the box. Like Ethan Davalier looks like he should have had a goal. Um, you know, they played well. And and for San Jose, who's been having talk of the town with their Caden Bladen Skaden uh Fladen, yeah. that like that guy gets shut. I mean, he has a good game, don't get me wrong, but like He's fine. I mean fine. You go in there and our two teenagers make the difference, uh, and their teenager. Okay, so gets, we're way out ahead of ourselves. Bullied. Yeah. We're we're way out ahead of ourselves here. First of all, Sumo is back. Okay. Oh, yeah, and okay. What are we even talking? about what are you doing here just like rushing into it uh no fans in the stands and it's interesting because they've got the olympics here in like two months they're really trying to crack down everything but fat guys running into each other and then grunting and breathing heavy when they're just standing there is amazing the leg slapping that's going on really good so here we are with 10 more days left in the sumo tournament and i predict that toreno fuji is going to win it and he's going to become the next yokozuna i just want to put that out there is he currently a uh a uh ozeki uh, ozeki yeah Yeah, and he he won the last tournament and the usual the rule of thumb is if you win two tournaments in a row and you're at the highest rankings which is called the secretary, um, that you are eligible to become Yokozuna, which is like pretty dope. So wow. I think hey, we're going to have a new one. Currently, there's only one, right? Hakuho is the only yeah. remaining Yokozuna. And he's that, he got surgery on his knee. Like he's on the freaking Seattle Sounders. So he's not even playing right now. <laughs> uh, give, give him the horse drugs. Wait, yeah. they, they're literally, their training places are called the stables, right? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. If, anywhere, if anywhere horse drugs make sense, it's in the sumo world. Yeah, they just eat hay all day and <laughs> yeah. then horse drug it up. Let's go. Yeah. That horse cocaine is out of control. <laughs> you can't keep a Yokozuna from partying. <laughs> all right. Anyway, soccer. Um, I watched the first half, except my wife is putting our child to bed last night because it's a late enough game that that's happening. And he is raising holy hell with her and it's like finally i have to go upstairs and take over i'm gone for six minutes i come back one nil i'm like ah son of a bitch (laughs) so i go back and watch the incredible like i said robocop leg goal of christian rolled on left footed from it was on his left yeah 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 his left foot Uh, 
Left-footed from 30 yards out and just blasted one by. No chance for anyone to save that. Not it's even like, Casey Keller. It's like only only scores bangers Christian rolled on. Like yeah. he, he pops up when you least expect him, and it's always from like 20 yards out. Yeah, he's, he effectively has really replaced Ozzy Alonso. It's yeah, like, there you uh, go. He learned from the guy, and he's emulating him brilliantly. So, so. Steve, Steve Zakawani just put out a uh, – he's been writing for Major League Soccer, soccer.com.com. And he uh, put out a, a column that was like everything that we learned from these midweek matches. And and the biggest takeaway for him is that Christian Roldan easily – Roldan, damn it uh, – easily man of the match for the Sounders. And the reason is is because he pops up and he scores goals like that. But then like 20 minutes later, he's making a 70-yard run and stopping a goal on the other side. He is just, he is your quintessential box to box midfielder who can do everything. And he can um, bang it in. And he's playing the best, according to Steve Zakawani, and I think like over the last few matches, he's playing the best soccer of his life. And then you look at these. Um, there was a really good, there was a really good take that Steve had. He was like the most valuable draft that they've, uh, draft, person that they've drafted. And they're like, the most valuable? And he was like, well, if my career would have gone longer, then, then definitely not. And <laughs> yeah. like, LOLs. Ah! It was fun. Uh, yeah. Well, and they, so you look at the, um, they, they just release as they do every year, except for last year because of COVID. And they probably weren't paying anybody, anybody, yeah. uh, anything. They, uh, they not paying anybody anybody we do not deal with human <laughs> like trade here they i mean we talk about it almost every episode they pay in new who's so <laughs> they do like, pay and how many new who's do you get <laughs> um so they released the salaries uh for all of the teams this year and and the takeaway for the sounders is that we are paying nobody anything like <laughs> so uh matt matt doyle who is uh, a, an analyst for major league soccer soccer.com.com says that my biggest takeaway from the salary release is that i never want to play poker with garth lagerway because you have currently the undefeated through five games seattle sounders um with a roster and you're looking at some of the things that these players are making like yeah you've got nico ladero making you know 2.1 million dollars you've got raul Ruiz diaz making 2.1 million dollars but then you've got like stefan fry you're like essentially overlooked league best goalkeeper for the last five years making five hundred thousand dollars so the maximum he could make without being like a, a without DP being a, yeah, yeah, yeah. or a TA or a TAM or a GAM or, you know, a thank you, ma'am player, <laughs> like whatever, whatever it is. But he's making like no money. Thankfully, our boy Nuhu Yolo is uh, making one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. He's making hold on. He's making two Nuhus now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, so Nuhu is now officially worth two Nuhus, and he's been playing like two Nuhus out on the field, like two Nuhus stat- where, standing, sitting on each other's shoulders wearing a trench coat. <laughs> that, is Nuhu. that is center back Nuhu. Even Imagine he, the legs on that thing. Jeez. Oh, he'd be like a Doc Ock. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just all legs though? Yeah, just wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because Doc Ock only had the four, right? Okay, anyway. Yeah, um. yeah, 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 which is funny. Why'd they call him Doc Ock? I guess oh, he because had the he four has things, legs. then he's got his regular arms and his regular legs. Also, his last name was Octavius, but okay. You know. Right, I mean. <laughs> NBD. <the main> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that does make more sense. Yeah, but you look. I mean, these these uh, the numbers that these that these players are making. Like, I feel. I wonder what it's like. Uh, like the Roldan household at Thanksgiving when Christian Roldan comes in making three quarters of a million dollars, and Alex Roldan is making ninety three thousand dollars a year. I imagine that's about to change. I wonder what it's like when Raul Ruiz Diaz and Nico Ladero are hanging out, and Nico's like, mm, I am the more, more highly paid player at. Two million one hundred and twenty thousand compared to your two million one hundred thousand. It's just twenty thousand dollars more. It just means that Nico Ladero has to pay for drinks anytime that they go out. <laughs> He's like, I get paid a third of a new who more than you yeah. do. It's it's crazy to think like um, you see these two new two new center back signings, right? Yamar making three hundred thousand. Uh, uh, Javier Arriaga making almost 400,000. So, uh, I mean, the Sounders, it's not like they're not dishing out money, but when you're talking about global, global soccer, right? Like these, these, they're making pennies compared to what their counterparts are making in, in other much larger leagues, obviously. But even if you look around the Seattle, um, or just around Major League Soccer, there's some sort of statistic is that the the entire Sounders back line is making less money than a few individual defenders in the rest of the league and so you want to talk about like bang for your buck garth lagerway is getting an absolute steal with this roster and the thing that i take away from it is that if you don't win with this roster right now this year um some of these players are gonna the way that they're playing are going to go leave and make bigger money Right? Yeah, like like Nuhu making $125,000. There's been talks about him for the last few years leaving to go play in, in France in either in either one of the lower Ligue 1 teams or or go play in the second division. If he's making, you know, less than half a million right now, well less than half a million right now, why wouldn't he go make that in France? Right? Especially yeah. the way that he's been playing this year. Yeah, he's worth at least eight new who's and he's, he's getting paid like least. two new who's. That is the tallest center back I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> also, that is the strangest trench coat in the world. <laughs> That's great. It's um it's really fascinating to see. And then like some of these other guys, like starting the season, Atencio making sixty-three grand. He's making less than a new who to start off. It's um it's a lot. All right, so a fine first half, but Seattle spent way too much time in their own half at that match, except for the goal and a lot of promising play, but against a team that they really that def- that back three, I made the joke on Twitter at some point, but the back three for Seattle is a really interesting approach because it can be a back five whenever you need it to be, and it always allows one of your center backs to be god awful. Which so is Shane, always going to happen for the Yeah, Shane O'Neill was playing like like he wasn't prepared to play last night. Delem goes down hurt. Shane O'Neill comes on, and he was playing like he wasn't expecting to play, and didn't rise to it. Made a lot of like stupid mistakes. Almost gave up a couple huge opportunities, and fine. I mean, everyone's got a bad day. You should have heard my radio show today. It was god awful. But it's like those types of things when you have three centered center backs like that. When Yamar's looking sleepy out there, it's okay because knew who's cleaning up, and it's it's worked out really well. I, I've been wondering this for the last couple of weeks now. Never really pose this with you is any other team playing a three slash five back um setup like we are i don't think so um and granted like we said we're not real journalists so what do we know but i i don't think like i mean you've got you've got some of these analysts talking about how um kind of 
different in how experimental what the Sounders are doing right now is because you don't have a lot of teams mm-hmm. and a lot of that are even willing to take this kind of risk because you don't have necessarily have the talent to understand this kind of system and to play this kind of system. Yeah. The Sounders remember last year when they signed uh, Jimmy Madronda and then you brought in Brad Bradsmith and you still had Jovan Jones. We were talking about like why do we have so many left backs, right? Like you have so many guys that can play on the left side and specifically play in the left defense position. And now you find a way to like start to fit some, yeah, Joven Jones is gone, but like you start, you start to find a way to fit these guys into a system that makes sense. Um, the Sounders are playing to their roster strengths, not necessarily some system uh, that will work uh, for, for any team, but they're playing to the strengths of what their roster is. And, and as you're seeing, a player goes out injured, you can slot another player into that because they understand the system. All of a sudden, it's a system that you're playing. You're not relying on one player or, or two players to, to have a, a great game. You don't need Christian Roldan to cover the entire midfield. You don't it need is- Nico Ladero to like quarterback the ball every single time you want to go forward. It is questionable whether Ariaga understands the system. Just <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well. We but the system also creates, like you were talking about, the ability. So as soon as Shane O'Neill starts to get his, you know, together, yeah. um, then then uh, Ariaga starts diving in for tackles and letting players run right by him and and get free crosses into the box. Steve Zakawani brutal on Ariaga, being like, "You do not slide in that moment," and I'm like, "I, the idiot at home, watching him, like, what are you doing on the ground? Get up!" And then Zakawani like just straight out calls him out on that, which is good. He, he has that tendency. He has that tendency to dive into tackles and thankfully not get uh, punished uh, uh. for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. It, I mean, look, the Sounders' defense. You're right. Like you always have the ability to have one of our center backs just absolutely just suck, but. Still, the Sounders have only given up two goals in the entire season and zero from open play. Right, two free kick goals uh, and and none, no goals from open play. So that, like, regardless of the um, the uh, errors and the mistakes that some of these players are making, the Sounders are very much in this bend, especially against San Jose, bend but not break mindset. Uh, you can give up opportunities when you have a Alex Roldan playing goalkeeper or a Stefan Fry back <laughs> there. You don't have to like, you know, not everything uh, uh, is going to be the end of you. Right. So that brings us to one of the most difficult parts of the match was uh, I went upstairs in the 69th minute. Nice. To go to sleep because I'd get up at a horrendous hour every day. And at 420 like, oh. every morning. Yeah. <laughs> For realio. Uh But Knowing that um, we were up 1-0, I was like, uh, okay, they just brought on Joe Paulo and Freddie Montero's out there. I was like, I feel like they probably have this, let's go to bed. Um, and then I happened to look at my Twitter right before, and it was like, pray for Fry, pray for Fry. <laughs> it was like all these, I was like, oh no, what has happened? Uh, our own uh, Full 90 podcast on Twitter <laughs> definitely alerted to me to what was happening, and um, it was very strange to see... 89th career shutout for Fry, first career shutout for Alex Roldan. And I was like, I mean, he's played through a whole match before. And then I started to dig deeper and I was like, oh, not as goalkeeper he hasn't. <laughs> what has happened? I still haven't seen the clip. I didn't see it when it happened. I know that everyone was pissed because I kept showing it over and over and over and over on Joe TV. Back- it's like, that's form. something that you don't want to watch. Keith Koskin, that's something that you don't want to see again. Let's watch almost, it again. <laughs> almost like he's feeding it to the producer to be like, stop, like, man. Please, this is not something that we want to see again. It's weird, though, because like 
the injury itself, when 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 you watch it, like he goes down in a in what a, an absolute lump. I'll tell you, he goes down in a lump and he starts screaming. From what? He just I, was well, like standing there and just I, fell over. I want to say like he goes down looking incredibly hurt, and then when you watch the replay, you're it like yes, it looks painful, it looks awkward, and um, but the knee that he's holding doesn't look like the one that he injured. You know what I you mean? Still, you still have not I'm described. Getting, I'm getting there. Okay. So what happens is that Shane O'Neill, uh, and so there's it's a it's a, a cross or something. It's a corner kick. I don't remember. It's free kick, corner kick, something. It's yeah. a big cross into the box. Stefan Fry is coming out um, to to try to grab it, and he's jumping kind of sideways, leaping into the air. One leg is left out because of balance or whatever, and Shane O'Neill um, is also going to try to clear the ball. Shane O'Neill runs into the leg that's in the air. His he lands on. Um, he he comes down and lands on his other foot and it looks like his leg gets really twisted around as he comes and spins around but then he holds the knee that Shane O'Neill ran into so it's it's weird because it's like it, there's some part of me we haven't seen yet what the um what the injury actually is right they they wanted to get him and Jordy Delem who also went down in like the first few minutes with the knee injury back to Seattle so they can properly evaluate and assess what the injury is um, to me, and like this is my complete unmedical analysis, but I've watched enough YouTube videos. Uh, yeah. It looks like uh, there's a little bit of hope because he it wasn't like this weird, twisted, possible ligament issue uh, because it wasn't the knee that it looked like he landed on. It wasn't his planted knee uh, that got twisted around and tore everything, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that it's just like a really bad knock or like a really bad, you know, hyperextension or, or it's a, a patella strain. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, he looked incredibly injured. He wasn't able to walk off under its uh, under his own weight. Um, he had he had to have the two trainers kind of uh, carry him off. Um, so so it's it, we don't necessarily know. It looks really bad. He didn't look great coming off the pitch. Um, we will probably find out at literally as soon as we're done recording this podcast. Um, so that's why, the way things work. So why Alex rolled on? Was it were they out of subs and so they had to have someone throw on a shirt, or were they just like, no, we're not going to bring on the whoever this year's Brian Meredith is? And yeah, we'll just no. So the weird thing is Spencer Ritchie, by the way, is a okay. Sounders backup goalkeeper from Seattle. Um, so Good. the uh, uh, the reason is so you can make five subs in MLS this year. The Sounders had only made four subs. However, you can only make those five subs over three substitution periods. So the Sounders had made four subs over three substitution periods. So Mm -hmm. while they had an additional substitution to make, they didn't have any more substitution periods to use that substitution. So despite having that one additional sub, they could not bring another player onto the field. So they had to put a field player uh, in goal in order to play the remaining, you know, whatever it was, 10, uh, 10 minutes of the match. Why Alex rolled on? So this is what happens. Christian rolled on, goes over, and um, they keep cutting over to Christian rolled on, who I think was captain on the field at that point once Stefan Fry is injured. Yeah. Um, uh, Christian rolled on, goes over, and is talking to Brian Schmetzer. They keep cutting to uh, Stefan Fry in agony, replay of showing why Stefan Fry is in agony, and then over to Christian Roldan and Brian Schmetzer having a, a very deep conversation. Turns out after the match, Alex Roldan tells the media that Christian Roldan volunteered Alex Roldan to go play goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I saw all these tweets that were like, it's always the little brother that ends up having to play in goal. <laughs> For, he's earning that 93 grand, let me tell you. Yeah. 
<laughs> you don't get to score. You get to get kicked at, yeah. loser. Well, okay, and so I, I had the question, like, before before after, uh, before after the uh, Alex Roldan's talking to the media, I had the question of, like, do they, pra- do they plan for a scenario like this? You know, like, when you go into penalty kick situation, like, where you're taking five, you know, a penalty shootout, right? Yeah. You know the five guys who are on the field, right? And if one of those guys gets subbed out for some reason, you know who the people are on the list. You have a pecking order for penalty taking. Now, I thought maybe there's a scenario in which the the Sounders in the like they say, we know that if for some reason a field player has to has to jump in goal, um, it's going to be this person. And they've practiced like maybe once or twice a year of like what it is to to like be a shot stopper. Right. Um, nope, not at all. Alex Rodon hasn't played in goal since he said maybe once when I was a kid. Um, and, <laughs> and he goes in there and he's credited with three saves during the match. I think two of them for sure. One of them was like, uh, oh, we'll give it to him because he's a field player type situation. Yeah, sure. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, keeps the Sounders clean sheet, which was absolutely necessary because the Sounders only had one goal. So amazing! Uh, huge, it's amazing. Huge game if your name was uh, rolled on. <laughs> Keeping it, getting it done on both ends, I suppose. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it's cool. So Seattle now number one in goals, and specifically goals inside the 18-yard box, but also top four in other categories that MLS tracks as important for good teams or whatever: assists, key passes, and goals outside the 18. Yellow cards. The only spot where the squad isn't on the board, which is pretty pretty incredible. So that I mean, you see a team that's at the top, and that's uh, finger wagging is definitely a <laughs> no, no yellow cards. <laughs> well, to be fair, the finger wagger has not played a couple games, so we'll yeah, get there. True. There's still time. But like you're talking about a team that's top of the league, and suddenly that adds up. I found it interesting that every team in the West right now has a win, um, at least one win to their name. Mm-hmm. Even Minnesota, who's at the after bottom. last night, right? I'm pretty sure that was their first one of the year. And I have no doubt that these teams will bounce back. Uh, that we're playing LAF. We're not doing anything. Sounders play LAFC <laughs> this weekend. Definitely not undefeated if we are playing LAFC yeah. this weekend. They're like, Yan or Brandon? <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> Brandon, you played in goal before. You have. You broke your arm. You're in. Yeah, great. Uh, uh, but yeah, this, this weekend, even LAFC is 11th. And you're talking, you know, that team is so stacked. There's no way they stay there. So it's early. But you look at these early metrics and, like, Sounders are showing up on all the big ones. Also, Raul Ruidia second in goals behind uh, Chicharito. Uh, Ruidia's with five and Chicharito with six. Chicharito looks like the um, sales guy in the office that just, he's like a little bit over, like maybe 35 or so. And he's feeling a little older. So he gets on the... P90X and like loses too much weight too fast and looks like a little too skinny for his frame. I was looking at his photo that they used for it. And I'm like, man, that guy is really working hard to stay in MLS, which is pretty awesome for the league, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's like, has he not seen Roman Torres? You do not have to work that hard to stay in this <laughs> league. <laughs> that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Rolled On Bros Plumbing and Heating Man of the Match. Yeah, your Rolled On Bros Man of the Match is, well, the Roldan Bros, the men of the match. The Roldan Bros, plumbing and heating when you need to hit scorchers and lay some and lay some pipe. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Priceline. 
All right, Sunday, the matchup is at 6.30 p.m., maybe. Who knows? Los Angeles Football Club coming to Lumen Field uh, for another FS1 matchup. It was very interesting. Steve Zakawani's voice comes on, and, and I've actually got some commentator commentary here for you. All of the people that do the commentary all have the very similar voice. I have it, too. Um, where they, it's real, when they start talking, Keith Costigan, mm. Casey Keller, mm-hmm. even Steve Zakawani a little bit, being British also, like, I know that, what's his name is, too, but, uh, but Brad freaking Evans gets that mic, and he's like, hey, everybody, I'm Brad <laughs> Evans. And I'm like, yeah, let's f- this is cool. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, you don't even need him to talk to, to, to have that feeling. Yeah, he's got that <laughs> long hair, and my is like next to me, and I'm like, what is going on here? I can't say any of that. that is, I'm sorry. That was all very foul, and I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it was so good to hear the hometown voices, despite the fact that they're all kind of similar or whatever. And Steve Zakawani's commentary is the best, and Brad Evans is a pleasure to have as, like, the kind of the different one of the group. It seems like he's working really hard on getting good at that because he sounds mm-hmm. real good at it too, at the commentary there. Even though it's just pre-game and uh, mid-match, I'd love to hear him in the booth a little bit trying to offer some play-by-play commentary. It's, anyway. it's funny, if you watch the highlights, um, I, I wasn't able to listen to a lot of the uh, a lot of the commentary, right? And I, especially the halftime analysis and all that. But if you watch the highlights of uh, the Sounders posted on, on Instagram and Twitter and all over the place, but of the, the few minutes that uh, Alex Roldan was in in goal, um, Casey Keller was loving it. Like there was one <laughs> point where like Alex Roldan just scooped it up and Keith Gossigan Keith says, spectacular goalkeeping from from, from Alex Roldan. And then in the background, you just hear Keith, like, Casey Keller just like cackling. <laughs> like three different times, Alex Roldan just touches the ball and you hear this from Casey Keller. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good. It's so funny. It's like it's like he doesn't even like commentate as a goalkeeper, as a professional goalkeeper, as a Sounders legend goalkeeper. Doesn't even commentate on what's happening with the goalkeeping. He just says, "Yeah, literally giddy." He's like literally giddy. Exactly. It's incredible. It's incredible. Especially like Casey's getting up in up in the years, and he played a long, long career. But you know, he's an older dude, and so to see like literally a kid compared to him out there doing that. It must be very fun to yeah. at a professional level, but it's fun. Okay. So last time out one, one draw in LA, it was just a few weeks ago. That was the didn't listen to new who moment where he's like, should I lay down? And they're like, no, no, no. And then at Tuesta was like, yes, yes, yes. And then punished with a goal or whatever that draw that, that was like a three point decision effectively or two point decision rather effectively. Uh, LA only with only has a single win right now on the season and none on the road. So they'll be looking to get that done here in Seattle specifically, but they're coming off a loss to the Lag Alexi. Um, Alexi? Alexi? I like that. The yeah, LA Galaxy. The, uh, the uh, Lag Galaxy Lalas? <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly. Perfectly stated. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out this time. The last time around, the um, LAFC did not look great out there on the pitch, and Sounders looked way better, and it just didn't fall for them. But now we're looking at a different Sounders squad. Who's going to play in goal? And... What's that back three going to look like for you? It's got to go back, I guess, to Nuhu, O'Neal, and Yebar at this point because Delem's out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think um, it's you'll likely have Spencer Ritchie in goal unless uh, something unless something was not as bad as we thought with Stefan Fry. But this is only a few days of turnaround yeah. between now and then, right? Let's even count Fry even out, if yeah. it's a bad, bad bruise uh, and not anything serious, Stefan Fry is not going to be playing this game. So Spencer yep. Ritchie in goal, most likely. I think you look at b- back at your regular uh, back three that the Sounders have been playing for the last 
you know, a few matches. I don't think that you're going to have Ariaga um, and Yamar in. I think you go back to Shane O'Neill, probably Yamar and uh, knew who Brad Bradsmith comes back into the starting lineup after being able to rest uh, for most of the match against um, whoever it was that we literally have just been talking about for yeah. the San Jose. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then, yeah, you just get back to back to regular. The difference this time is, is that Carlos Vela, who was out during that first match, he's been questionable uh, during the last couple. Uh, he very well could be either starting or at least in the roster in the mix for the LAFC Coming into could, this match, I could see him Ladero-ing it, like th- being questionable day of, and then maybe coming on for some minutes at the end to get him back up. But like, it's a long, long season, and it's not worth burning out Ladero or Vela at this point for either team. It just doesn't seem worth it. Well, and speaking of, uh, you have Ladero and uh, and Montero. So so Ladero wasn't even uh, didn't even make the eighteen for the for the roster this uh, against San Jose. Montero started on the bench. Did was did come in for the second half. Um, I'm interested if we're going to start to see instead of starting a Danny Leva or a double air, are we going to start to see Freddie Montero now that he's had a few games, a few halves under his belt? Um, yeah, I think you're ramping up. In. I think you're ramping up Lodero to play by having those other kids start, get everyone, get him some minutes at the end and then have him come on and play a full 90 uh, this weekend, perhaps. Yeah. And he gets, Montero, he gets, Montero. Yeah, Montero. He gets up. Uh, I'm sorry if I said Lodero. Montero. Um, yeah, Montero gets up for the big big matchups like any like really awesome player like that he's he'll be ready for it yeah so it's so who knows like vela ladero probably both questionable for this match going into it i would imagine both of them make the 18 both of them probably do see a few minutes but you know lafc just needs a couple moments with a a guy like diego rossi with atuesta we saw the free kick um so they're they are yes they only have one one win in the league this year yes the sounders uh uh, were able to get a draw in LA during the last match. Sounders are good at home, um, but but this is a dangerous team. They've beat the Sounders at home before, and um, with a starting your backup goalkeeper with with some questions in in your midfield, playing without your league or your team MVP in Ladero again. Yeah, the Sounders have been able to manage so far, but again, LAFC dangerous when they can be. You got Will Bruin too. That's going to be a big factor. So that's cool. Oh, I keep forgetting about Will Bruin. I always yeah. forget about Will Bruin, and that's poor, my bad. Poor Wilbur. Okay. Poor, poor, poor Bill. Poor Billy, Billy B. Billy B. <laughs> okay, take a look into your Crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon. Neither of us has gotten it right yet, but take a look into the swirling effervescence and tell us what you. Unless you got it right last time. Did you get it right last time? Uh, let's uh, taking a look back, which I don't know where we archive. Let's go. Nope. <laughs> what did you I, guess? I did not get it right last time. I said the Sounders three to one. Um, you said the Sounders two to nothing. So um, close. Yeah, you're close. And I just you, like to point were. out that throughout the season, neither of us has has gotten it right yet. Yeah, just I, I I was better at guessing nine nil back in the day than I yeah, am yeah. now at actually guessing real real matches. I, I okay. don't I don't know that like uh, that our Crystal Pepsi ball is all that accurate. I'm starting to have questions about uh, how powerful our swirling effervescence of the Crystal Pepsi might actually be. But it's got that great 90s taste, so oh, what, what are you going to do? It does All taste right. nice. Take a look into the swirling Crystal Pepsi ball and tell us your prediction for Sunday, 6.30 Lumen Field, LAFC, coming to try and steal some points from Seattle Sounders FC. What do you see? I am going to go ahead and say that the Sounders are going to win this one 2-1. to one. Uh, And I, I want to see Big Bill finally get his goal, so I'm going to say... Uh, 
Will Bruin goal and a Raul Diaz goal to keep up with Chicharito. Cool. I'm going to say something safe, and I'm going to go a repeat of last time. It's going to be a 1-1 draw. Whoa. Splitting the points both home and away. Stefan Fry not in goal. I don't. I feel like you can't hope for a clean sheet unless you put Alex Roldan back there, and maybe he's up for it. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be incredible if he came our new starting. Oh, game. my God. He, he did look uh, – my brother sent me a text, and he was like uh, – Alex Roldan looks like a literal child wearing that goalkeeper's jersey. He's like wearing Stefan Fry's large, and Alex Roldan is like a smedium. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> okay, uh, it's in case uh, this podcast was too long and you didn't listen, it's too long, didn't listen. Too long, didn't listen. Two Roldans equals one Joao Paulo. <laughs> yeah, too long. How many new who's is that? Too long, didn't listen. <laughs> He's making two new who's now. <laughs> okay, so one Jao Paulo equals two new who's equals I don't know two Roldans. Okay, I, I, I got to learn math. We got to get Aaron back in on this. <laughs> Our math. <laughs> Wait, did we confirm that he does do math? Yeah, he we confirmed that he like he said that he's dyslexic and that helps with his math. So, hey, good for you, bud. <laughs> Man, that, that is not the guess I would have made. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, too long, didn't listen. Nico gets paid one third of a new who more than you do. Is if you are Raul Ruiz. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. How many neck tattoos could you get for that though? That's crazy. Hmm, I actually want to do some math on that. Depends on who you go to. Uh, if you go to our lady. No, no, no. Neck sleeve. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Turtleneck. <laughs> it's the twelve-inch tattoo. Rubbish. Rubbish.